You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the road to my trippin' smoking Cuban editor. What you got for me, Isaac? Well, I just crossed the Kentucky state line. This is my 12th hour in the car, driving from Dallas to Memphis to Nashville up to Kentucky. It's been good. My butt's hurting. And I've listened to like a thousand podcasts. Did you listen? That's how that. many of how many of Locked On did you listen to? Locked oh, like on. ten, like you, ten in a row. You listened to us ten I, in a row? Oh no, I didn't listen. Um, I think I listened to maybe one. Believe it or not, we we do listen to ourselves sometimes. Somebody tweeted at me today and like joked and was like, "Listen to Locked On Mavs." I'm like, I actually do every once in a while because I want to, I want to hear what we sound like and all that stuff. So. But no, I listen to some random stuff, some ringer stuff, but a lot of music. I never listen to us <laughs> unless it's an editing thing. <laughs> I do. I try to at least once a week and just kind of just let it play out to see how we sound and play off each other. And I don't know. It's, just, it's Call me weird. So are we good or what? I mean, I, I think we could win an Emmy. I mean... What are we going to win an Emmy for doing an audio-only podcast? All right, shut up, Nick. I don't even know. <laughs> we could win like a Marconi, but it would have to be like a, a podcast version, like a Podcony. Can we win that? A Podcony? You know who could help us that would have time? Jean Clavel. <sighs> All right. <laughs> We're getting into it. Okay, fine. All right, you asked for this. <sighs> How's your heart, Nick? The Jiverson era is over, everyone. The Jiverson era came and went as quickly and as abruptly as it started. This was the first board bet that I ever won, and now it's over, and it's completely over. <laughs> PJ Dozier lasted longer on a two-way contract. <laughs> not on the, Ma- the not Mavericks. on the Maverick, not on the Mavericks though. Wrong teams. I still got the team right, but <laughs> what are we doing shuffling pieces like this? I don't understand, and I'm more just rationally upset that Jiverson is gone because I really enjoyed him as a player. I liked him on the bench. We had just talked about how he was the spark plug off the bench. He was the new Kent Bazemore. He was the new, you know, who's the other guy off the bench that's just always like Robert Sacre. Sacre from the Lakers. He was our hype man. Back in the day that he was always just, you know, cheering and up on his feet. And you need a guy like that, especially on a team that is a bad team. And now Jiverson is gone for no reason other than I guess you want to bring in this guy, Antonius Cleveland. I, I hope that he's a, a good guy. Actually, I hope he's a jerk. I hope Antonius Cleveland is a huge jerk because then my hatred towards him will be rational at that point because he is the reason why Jiverson is gone, guys. Jiverson is no <laughs> longer on the Dallas Mavericks. And now that great nickname is completely gone. Well, the nickname, so... It originated what from Dalton Trigg joking that he looked like Iverson. No, he said that his game was Iverson esque. So something we never clarified was he maybe it was like Denver Nuggets Iverson. 
because now he's just not even on the roster. So why well, saying been... saying that he was washed up? Well, if he's going to be like washed up in that sense, he would be Memphis Grizzlies Iverson. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Memphis days. No, I mean I kind of agree. I mean I never thought John was that great. I thought Dozier. Get get out of here. We, drive. I don't know. Some. Where's the bluegrass? <laughs> Tell me if have you seen bluegrass yet. Don't I'm talk until you see bluegrass. Jiverson <laughs> represented something bigger on this Dallas Mavericks team. He represented a hope and a change. And he represented a fire that had been lit under this squad, and now it's completely gone. Completely gone. Yeah, I didn't – I don't – the reason why I like Dozier is because of Dozier's link. We're not even talking about Dozier anymore. He's gone. Because He's gone, this Isaac. That's why I don't mind it. Like, I, I don't – I like Clavel as a dude and like what he brought. I just thought with this roster makeup, it was kind of redundant. And with Cleveland, I mean, I've been on the road since the news dropped, so I haven't got a chance to like research him a ton. I know our, our boy Chris Riker at 10 days and 10 days, two days. Is that right? Two ways and 10 days. Two ways, 10 days. Uh, I talked to him today on the road, and he said he has a piece coming out like an ex- piece on Cleveland that he was already working on. So uh, we're pushing that coming soon for Mavs fans wondering who he is. But, yeah, I mean, I just know he's really lengthy. He's like 6'6", has a long wingspan. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm down for it for the defensive thing. I'm not down for the choice of roster thing. Like, why not just cut with the and bring Cleveland on, you know? I don't like it i don't care how long his wingspan is i don't care if he turns into do you not like him or the fact that i do not care what his name is i don't care that his name sounds like he has several tens of millions of dollars and that he wears uh certain house shoes when he walks in and that he asks for his pipe and slippers i do not care that that's what his name sounds like he is the reason that jiverson is gone and i will never forgive him for that So if they cut with him and brought him on, you would have an issue with it. It would have been totally fine with me. Also, speaking of Withy being cut, the Dallas Mavericks tweeted out, hey, they tweeted out this video of Withy helping, helping these people load a truck full of like Thanksgiving food yeah, and, and groceries and stuff. It looked like he was packing his bags, <laughs> like, uh-huh. like leaving. They're like sending him off. <laughs> Poor with you. That's the most work he's had all season. <laughs> <laughs> he, he worked uh, up a sweat doing loading the turkeys more than this whole. Seriously, time. all right. So on the real though, John Clavel is gone. Antonius Cleveland is now gone. I also want to know what does that mean it, for the two way spot? Does that mean his days reset, or does that mean that the days that? Oh John- yeah, I'm super intrigued by that. Yeah, I, I don't know how that works. We'll have to ask the guys when we get there. Um, you know, on, on Saturday or tomorrow, actually Friday, today, Friday, when you're listening to this, but Antonio's Cleveland, he was playing for the Santa Cruz warriors, which is the uh, warriors G league team. He was undrafted in 2017. He is 23 years old, six foot six. Like you said, um, he went to Southeast Missouri state. Isaac, have you ever been to South? Have you ever been to Southeast Missouri state or even heard of it for spring break? You know what? I bet Dalton Trick has been there. I think he's from – no, never mind. He's from Mississippi. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and he played on the Portland Summer League team this past summer in Las Vegas. So short stint there. Uh, he also played overseas um, 
once with Melbourne. He played one game for Melbourne uh, in uh, a preseason game. <laughs> Interesting. Like, yeah, so random, but there you go. So we'll we'll learn more about him as time goes on, as we get more uh, more chance to look at his, you know, film and stuff like that. But before we move on to what we're actually going to talk about today. And we're going to be talking about some quotes where Carlisle said in practice, as well as previewing the game against the Timberwolves that happens tonight. Wanted to talk about a uh, interview that was done by the podcast Forgotten Mavs. I thought it was really interesting with uh, Tim Donaghy. Uh, he came on the podcast with uh, he came on the podcast and uh, with Mike, and he was talking about how uh, Isaac he said the Dallas Mavericks were screwed out of the 2006 NBA championship. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not necessarily breaking news. Hey, don't ask Dwayne Wade about it. Up. Know that. <laughs> yeah, so so Donaghy went on to explain this whole story, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in his book. Is it, is it not? Well, I just, I just want to, for people who don't know Donna, uh, you know, I've always said Donahay or Donahue, but. That is Donahue. very wrong. Okay, but anyway, so he has a book called, called Personal Foul. He's the referee back in the 90s, early 2000s. He got caught with the whole, like, scams, all this different stuff. and He was betting it, on games. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, everything. I mean, he was, like, into the mob and everything. He's like, he's like the Pete Rose, only if Pete Rose was an umpire instead of a... Exactly. So he <laughs> knows all the, like, inside details of stuff, and his book is wild. I mean, he gives personal details of how the league, you know, things with the Lakers King series, different, you know, ref player relationships and just different stuff that you think is going on or you, you thought might happen. And he's like confirming it and he has nothing to lose. And he talks about <laughs> nope. the book. He's he like, really doesn't I have nothing to lose by this because he lost his marriage. He lost like everything from this. And he's like, what, what do I have to lose? So anyway, check out his book, but I haven't gotten to listen to the, the interview with a forgotten Mavericks podcast about it. So I'm really intrigued to hear what he had to say about it though. But that's why there's two of us, Isaac, because I have not read his book, but I did listen to the podcast today. So he went on to explain that at the, before game three or four, I can't exactly remember, but at the end, before game three or four, they went back with all the referees and they went back to review, you know, a lot of the calls they made and they only went over calls that went in the heat's favor. So, or went in, in the Mavericks' favor and, and said to reverse them in a sense. So these are all wrong calls, like all incorrect calls that they went over. But they, you know, talked about it in a way and tried to in, ingrain it into their brain that they should call it towards the, the heat in a sense. So like all the calls that were missed or all the calls that were called that should have been in favor of the heat that were not, they went back and corrected all of those ones, but they didn't necessarily go back and correct all the calls that were against the Mavericks. So it was basically screwing the Mavericks in that sense. And uh, and then he said that the Mavericks basically didn't recover after they went and did that in three and four. And we know, we know the rest of the story. But he said, yeah. he, he said he liked Mark Cuban and that Mark Cuban was sniffing out some of this stuff that, you know, <laughs> that he had, you know, talked about in his book and then, you know, with the fixing of games and things like that. And uh, he did also talk about Rick Carlisle. And he said that Rick Carlisle was, you know, seemed to be arrogant to him, that he was above the referees and he didn't have a good relationship with him. So, wow, no I, way. I don't know. Stop me. If, stop me if you've heard this before, but, um, so he talked about all that and I thought that was, it was interesting. Uh, it's a really good, it's a really good interview. So go check that out. Um, it's the forgotten Mavericks. Actually, it's just forgotten Maverick podcast. 
um, with Mike there. Um, it's really good stuff. So just wanted to, to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> it's not anything new, I guess, because, you know, we all knew that that 2006 finals was definitely not called fairly. So whether Dwayne Wade wants to admit that to Isaac or not, um, it didn't happen. So there you go. All right. He earned them all. <laughs> he earned every single one of them. So stupid. The next thing we want to get to today is some quotes that you got from Rick Carlisle. So there's, you went to practice the other day, talked to Rick Carlisle, and uh, there's some things that he said that you're, you're kind of interested in. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, at practice, and he was you know, pretty chill and stuff and taking some questions. And he oh, you got, you got a chill Carlisle day? Well, he started off, and he was pretty just like nothing. Uh, but then he kind of opened up a little bit. And so I just asked him point blank. You know, it's just, we've heard matchups a lot. As far as why Nerlens doesn't play, so I just asked him. I just said, "Hey, like, you know, Nerlens got a couple minutes against Pau Gasol the other night. Uh, what is a good matchup for Nerlens?" And I mean, I just laid it out there for him to tell me kind of a type of play. I was really wanting him to say a type of player, whether it's a banger, whether it's a, a slower center, a two big lineup, something, and. Yeah, he didn't really answer it. <laughs> he went, he just, uh, it was kind of weird because he just praised Nerlens, uh, which is cool, I guess. Uh, but just said that, you know, Nerlens, man, Nerlens can help us out. He has a, you know, a good attitude. He can get his hands on balls, all this stuff. And, he said he had a good attitude? Yeah. He said he's got a good attitude, so. No way. Uh, I swear, I have a piece coming out. If it didn't come out, it's coming out in the next day or so. You got to send and, me that audio. That is, I don't, I do not believe that. I have the full quote on it. So, like, I mean, he I mean, he just kind of beat around the bush, but he just praised him the whole time. And so he said, I talked to Nerlens every day and all this stuff. He just said, hey, it's really tough for centers right now because these teams are throwing these, like, hybrid centers out. And I'm just like, okay, you know, didn't answer my question, but whatever. Like, still does, didn't tell me what matchup the Nerlens could play. But there's something at the end is when – uh, Eddie Sefko, well, first Eddie asked him, is there any way Nerlens could get any minutes at the four? Uh, Rick shot that down super quick. He said, no, yeah. not at all. That just won't work. And yeah, offensively, he, that's just kind of, that's suicide right there. <laughs> yeah. And then he just, he proceeded in with making the joke that I tweeted out about the Costco thing. He's like, you know, it's almost like we went to Costco and got a forklift full of centers. And, I was, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, it was like a, a funny, like snarky remark by Car- uh, by Carlisle. But uh, like, there's a part of me too. It's like, well, well, why are you joking about? Like, you had to have a role in how this roster's made, right? Like, why are you complaining about something you have control? Like, why did you keep so many big men on the roster then? You know, so it's just kind of confusing. Are, is he complaining about something that he did, or is he like complaining about something that when really it was like a Donnie thing or a Cuban thing? That's like got to keep these guys on the roster and i don't know it's just you read between the lines and how you want to take that so it's it's interesting it's either like he's having buyer's remorse about some a decision he made because you know carlisle's in on the the roster you know makeup or he's talking about like that donnie nelson or mark cuban or whoever just came in and like just started signing dudes without even thinking about the whole makeup of the roster which one do you think it is yeah, that I think it's I want to say buyers remorse, but I don't know. It's just so weird that he he is a part of the decision making, but 
why complain? You know, like, why? That's like, I don't know. That's like moving to Hawaii and then complaining about the beaches and the weather. Like, you move there. The other thing about the roster makeup is that he does he is missing Seth Curry, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Devin Harris. You know, like, that's three guys at positions that, you know, you really couldn't lose anybody. <laughs> you know, and you, well, we could argue about the point guard spot, but he was going to play Devin at three. He's going to play Dorian at three. And now all of a sudden he has one three on the whole, <laughs> you know, on the whole roster and Harrison Barnes, depending on what you count him as. Yeah. And so, and that, so that, and that, that factors into it. And so I can ex- understand him complaining now, but it's kind of like, well, you should have thought of this. Like we all saw this during, <laughs> during the summer. Yeah. Well, it's just a lot to put on. Like, I mean, really Devin Harris, your backup three. And I mean, what year is he in the league now? I mean, come on. Like, that's what you're putting, you know, the chances of him going down before one of your five centers, man, it's pretty, I mean, pretty likely. So, but, you know, something that uh, Paul Wang, he writes for our site at Smoking Cuban, he wrote uh, in our group thing right immediately after the news with, you know, John and Cleveland. He said, you know, does this, does this mean Seth's coming back soon? And, and I thought it was interesting, you know, with, you know, since Seth and Clavel are, you know, pretty kind of the, you know, same type of player, you know, does them electing to cut Clavel to go with the more defensive minded wing, um, you know, does that factor in maybe that Seth's coming back sooner? I don't know. Do we know he's defensive minded? I don't know. I'm just saying like his length, his length is, you know, better than if you're going to pick one to be like a defensive guy, you're going to pick the 6'6", 6'10", wingspan compared to John 6'3". I'm a shoot threes like Iverson. Well, but, but John, Co- Iverson John Cabell now. was first team all defense and, you know, in uh, – Ballin. In yeah. what, the Upward Little League? No, it was like – what is it, the Ma- the Mountain League? Mountain Valley? Up- Upward Valley Mountain, Mountain League. Something. Anyway, so, yeah – it's, you know, it's kind of like, well, you can't really complain. You put yourself in the situation at this point. You know, it's like when you complain about procrastinating, it's like, you know, yeah. you, you did this to yourself. You know, you have no one to blame except for you, which Carlisle has a couple other people he could blame, but at least he didn't call them out. <laughs> you know, like yeah. what if he goes, you know, and uh, Donnie Nelson put this roster together. So I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's the thing that. Yeah. And oh, it's like, that would blow up lot- so much. I have a lot more thoughts about, like, you know, is this the first two-way guy to just get straight cut in the league? It has to be, right? I can't think – I mean – How does that, you know, work? Like, how does this look – how does this look on, like, the two-way people to where they could have, you know, got a deal somewhere else better? Does this hurt them, the fact that they can just get cut like this whenever they took a two-way deal? I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that – That's huge. Yeah. So, and the fact that you just like cut ties with John, bring this other guy in on a two-way, it's like what you mentioned earlier, you know, how does the days reset? If the days do reset, how does this, how does this like any different than a magnified 10-day scale one, you know? Like, yeah, and you just keep bringing in dudes when you need them, you know, like whenever you want. So you use up the 45 days and you just bring in another guy, you you know? Yeah, and so you never know. You know, is this is this their well, new Yogi Yogi Ferrell for this year? You know, what if he comes in? And because I mean, you have to assume with the move that, and with Finney Smith being out, quote unquote, for a while, that you know he's going to come in and maybe get some minutes. So, what if he kills it and he's like our new Yogi that I got to come off the bench? 
I would be totally cool with that. I would still be upset that he took no, Jivers. I would be okay. That, I would be okay that he was a player on the team. I would not be okay that he took Jiverson's spot. <laughs> I would be happy for the Mavericks that they found somebody. All right, the last thing that we want to do today is talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're coming into town. Speaking of, Towns had a big thing about marijuana <laughs> that <laughs> came out, which was fascinating to me that he thinks that along with David Stern, the former commissioner of the NBA, that marijuana should be legal you know, for NBA players to use for medical reasons, which I found hilarious because he does not you know, smoke or drink. <laughs> so, you know, like if it's coming from a guy like that, then, you know, there might be something to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it does, you know, he comes across, I, I think at his time in Kentucky, he was like a Brandon Knight type. I could be totally wrong. Like, I remember Brandon Knight had like a 4.0 at, at Kentucky. And, um, which, granted, you know, they're taking like basket weaving, but still. Wow, did you just compliment Kentucky before you bashed them? You, that was a backhanded... You, you said one nice thing about Kentucky in that, that statement. I tried. I tried. But, no, like, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, with Towns coming out and speaking out on it, I don't even know what made him speak out on it. Um, I just saw the headline. I haven't read into that story. I just saw that he was in favor of it. So, I don't know. It's intriguing. It's, it's different, I guess. Yeah. But we want to focus on the team. Last time they came in, they destroyed the, Maver- <laughs> they, uh, destroyed the Mavericks on their home floor in minnesota uh isaac do you see this game going any different uh i don't um you know it's the first night of a back home back to back yep and it doesn't you know with how things are looking you know looks like we're gonna roll out the same type of rotation i think i saw where Devin uh looks like he should be back for friday night and uh outside of that i don't you just want to see who plays the center minutes that's pretty much the only thing that fluctuates right now is you know is he going to play Salah, Nerlens against Towns and you know Dirk and all that? But last time we played him, Jimmy Butler had like kind of a quiet game. He kind of disappeared some, but I want to see if he comes out more aggressive. He had a quiet game, but if I remember, it was like eighteen points, like six boards and seven assists or something like that, which is like that quiet facilitator type role. That that's kind of what he should play. He should defend and he should facilitate to those two younger guys because all they can kind of do right now is score. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, seem like they like, want to play defense. Into it. Like, that's the thing. He's buying into this. You know, he could be the alpha dog right now and say, like, let me be the man, give me the ball. But he's buying into this leadership, uh, you know, the third leg kind of letting Wiggins and town, you know, do their thing, help feed them. Uh, but then they'll use him when it comes playoff time for sure. So, I don't know. It'll be a uh, – I hate that I get to. I have to miss the game. This starts the streak of a, a week and a half of games that I'll miss uh, as I go out of out of the country to Brazil. But Minnesota's gonna be fun. Milwaukee's right after that, so two back-to-back fun home games for fans. So if you are in Dallas, these are two games you would at least I would love to see as a fan. See some good young talent. These are definitely two games where. You look at the schedule and you go, "Ooh, Towns is coming to town." "Ooh, Giannis is coming to town." Like you, you should be thinking that with these guys, and you should not miss them in their, you know, when they're young, because eventually they're going to be, you know, the tickets are going to be as expensive as Cavaliers because they, they, these guys are going to be that good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And with the Bucks, it's a little added because 
you know, they bring back J-Kid and Jet, and so that's always cool, and kids always in town. He's, he's great, so it's good to always see them. They were here in the preseason, right? Yeah, they were. Yes. This year. So And Giannis, anyway. didn't, Giannis didn't play, and we were very disappointed. So, Yes, because of the death of his father. He should. Well, yeah, we, I guess we should probably be more feeling emotionally. <laughs> we should probably feel for him a little more than the callous, oh, yeah, yeah. the callous response we just had. All right, guys, that is going to be it for this road trip and edition of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Follow Isaac Harris at Isaac Harris NBA. Follow me at Nick Van Exit. And thanks for listening. Peace out. Boom.